Good morning, everybody. Let's see my... Oh, boy, I can't believe that uh, Christmas is like around the corner. I, I'm just not there mentally yet. I guess it's good that we sing these hymns to kind of shake that up. So I don't have a Christmas sermon this morning, but uh, our, our Sunday school kind of got me uh, started, and, and something somebody else said to me just kind of confirmed um, that um, um, what my topic was today. And um, so just to, to give a little background on this topic, you know, sometimes at work, you know, they're always trying to give you uh, motivational things or like this is the new great philosopher and all that kind of thing. And I just have to smile because so often when you look at what these, um, you know, these, the latest guru that gives advice on how to be successful and, and you really analyze it, it's in the scripture. You know, the ones that are good, you can see principles and it's like, oh man, that reminds me of this scripture, you know. So that's, so there's a new guy out, James Clear. I don't know if anybody heard of this guy, but he's got some, some good stuff about habits. And um, if you can look on the internet, he's got some YouTubes and anything. It, it's very interesting, but it just struck me that a lot of what he talks about uh, is so applicable to uh, how we serve the Lord. And also it applies to some of what we talked about in Sunday school today uh, pretty directly. Um, and, and his premise is that um, our habits define our identity. And that's what I'm going to talk about today, that, that um, who we are is very much what we do on a regular basis day by day. You know, it's one thing to say that I'm a saint of God, but if our life does not reflect that in what we do day by day, then that's just some goal that we have that we're never going to achieve. And there's lots of people that have goals that they never achieve because unless you have, make it a habit to do something to get closer to that goal day by day, it ain't going to happen. You know, we're just kidding ourselves to say I'm a saint of God and I'm going to go to heaven someday because I made a promise at the river shore, but oh, by the way, that's just, I don't need to worry about it in the meantime. I'm just going to live my life. And, it's, and, you know, and, I, and one thing I want to make clear, we are not saved by anything that we do in terms of works. However, if we are truly focusing on serving God, our life will reflect what that is. And that's kind of where I'm going today. And, and actually, the, the scripture that really struck me when I was listening to this guy is um, in James, the second chapter, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. And instead of works, I'm going to say habits, you know, uh, you know as I read this scripture. You know, our faith, if, if we don't have the habits that reflect that faith, then where is that faith? You know, um, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? That if our life, if our habits don't reflect that faith, then that, that is not a live faith. That it's just token words. And, and I'm you know, um, going to give some examples from the scripture where people had habits. And you know, I never really thought about this. You know, when, you know, making the connection of the people that have the most impact in the scripture that we have a little bit of information on, you can start to see in the scripture where they had habits that they just did on a regular basis. And the, 
Uh, one of my classic go-to scriptures, and I never really realized this before, was Daniel and the Hebrew children. You know, um, just to refresh your memory very briefly, uh, Daniel, Daniel and the Hebrew children were raised in, in Jerusalem by uh, Jewish people that were educated, and, uh, and so they were, you, you know, very much practicing um, the uh, Hebrew religion, you know, or, uh, you know, serving God when they were basically kidnapped and the parents, who knows, probably killed um, and found themselves in the king's palace being groomed to become uh, advisors or wise men for the king. And, um, you know, if you look at, at the law of Moses, really the law of Moses is a series of habits that God taught the people how to eat, taught them how to pray, taught them how to have relationships with other people. And when you, you get into it, you could do a whole sermon on how the law of Moses pointed to Christ. And the, the various laws and, and all those things were to keep people healthy, you know, dealing with, you know, what, uh, how to clean things and, and all kinds of things. But it was all about being healthy and living righteous and having good relationships and how you deal with situations. But, you know, um, you know like the Passover, totally is a type and a shadow. There's so many things, the feasts, that they point to Christ. I'm not going to go there too far other than to say that these boys, when they were taken, they had those habits that were associated with the Jewish religion that they carried with them that were a part of them. And um, just to read the first chapter of Daniel, eighth verse, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he, he purposed in his heart. Now in his heart, he, he was saying to himself, it doesn't matter where I am, it doesn't matter what circumstance I find myself in or what other people are telling me to do, I am a Jew. I serve the one true God. That's purposing in his heart that he would not defile himself. I am not going to do things that are going to distance me from my God or violate the things that I've been taught. This was what, what was part of his core being and... Um, he purposed he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. He made the decision that I don't care what they're telling me, I'm doing what is pleasing to God, and that's the habit that I am in, and that is the habit that I'm going to maintain. And if we see how, as a result of that, the Lord was able to bless him and use him above the others that, that were not following that. That is the promise that God gives us. When we take those habits, when we in, implement those things into our life on a continuous basis, that he is going to bless us. Again, when we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, when they were before the, um, the statue, the, you know, the king had set up the statue and said, if you don't bow down, then I'm, then I'm going to kill you. Um, and their response was, um, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. That was a habit that they had established. We serve the true and living God of Israel. We do not serve other gods under any circumstance, whatever the consequences are. That's what a habit does. 
is if you do something and you implement it every day on a regular basis, then when the, when the time comes where you face adversity, you're already there. That habit is established. And, um, you know, um, again, with Daniel, when, um, when the, the people that, uh, that were trying to set him up to fail later in life in Daniel, the sixth chapter, and they had the king pass a law that if anybody sends a petition to somebody else, then, um, then they're going to be cast into the den of lions. I really like the, the, um, the phrasing. It says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. So his, in his mind, he's looking to Jerusalem. He's saying, I am a Jew first. I worship the God of Israel first. Under any circumstances, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not going to change just because somebody passed a law. It says he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Aforetime tells me that was a regular habit that he had, uh, that he did this on a regular basis. And you know where, where I'm going with this is what are your habits? You know I'm, I want us all to just kind of stop for a minute and look at our lives on a daily basis. You know, it's one thing to say, I have this goal. You know, Brother Chad alluded to uh, getting to know the Word of God in our, in our Sunday school. You know, I have a goal of, be, of getting into the Word of God and applying it in my life and, and becoming familiar with it. And I would ask you the question, what's your habit on a daily basis? Do you every day, is it your habit that you say, I will get into the Word of God every day bar none? And if, if I miss one day, I'll do it twice the next. I mean, that would be a habit. If you, you know, I, I, w I guess what I would challenge us all is to say, you know, and if you don't have that habit, how do you expect, you know, what's your path to, to reaching um, that knowledge of the scripture? And where the danger is, is if you, if you say, set, set a goal for yourself that, you know, I'm going to read, you know, um, a chapter a day for this month so that I can check that off, um, well, that's, that's a good habit to get into. Why not go ahead and say, I'm going to just start implementing something that's continuous? You know, because the more that you, you do something, you know, if you establish it as a habit and you say, I don't make exceptions for this. And better yet, you know, one of the suggestions that, that this um, gentleman had, that, you know, that, that, um, this James Clear guy, is he said, um, so what I like to do is I like to have a calendar, you know, a year calendar with a box for every day. And if I have, part of my reward system would be if I do what I'm supposed to do that day. If, if in this case, if it's reading scripture, it could be exercise, could be something else. Then I put a check in that box. And when I start seeing every box filled, then at, at, at some point it becomes a routine. It becomes a part of who I am. And, and then I'm not just somebody that um, read the scripture. I'm a scripture reader. That is part of who you are. You know, it's just like with, with exercise. If you say, well, I want to I be able to lift, you know, so many weight, pounds. And you just set that goal and you say, now I can rest. You know, better, you're better off to set a more realistic goal of something that you look at it and you say, well, I can walk 15 minutes a day for the rest of my life. So I'm going to start checking the box that I do this on a consistent basis because it's something that's attainable that I can just do on a regular basis and not stop and just make it a part of who I am. I'm a walker, you know. 
that we need to be, or if, if, if you're going to pray, do you take the time every day to pray? Or do you wait till there's a crisis and then you pray? If you say, I'm going to take some time every day, you know, I, I don't know if anybody's seen the um, movie The War Room, but, you know, sometimes we can create an environment that fosters good habits. And, um, you know, and, you know, I'm an architect. We, we create environments. So I like this, this parallel that the guy gives. But in the movie The War Room, this woman had a little closet that she set up with her scriptures. And on the wall, she would post answered prayers. And she posted her, her uh, list of people she was praying for or things that she was praying for. And she posted verses that were particularly meaningful, you know. Um, and so that when she went into that room, she was already in this prayer mindset. And immediately when she would see those names on the wall, she was reminded, oh, I need to pray for them. Or when she would see those answered prayers, she would say, now I know God is moving. I've seen his hand move. You know, and th that's something that all of us can do. That's that's where when we, we have our go-to place that we can just say that I'm going to meditate and I'm going to read the Word of God. And that's that whole habit thing. You know, every time she walks by that closet, you know, that's like, i got to go there today. You know, that's, i got to check that box. And that became a part of who she was. I'm a prayer warrior. You don't become a prayer warrior by waiting for a crisis and then getting on your knees or going to the ministry. You're a prayer warrior when that becomes a part of who you are. And that's, that's what these people in the scripture did. I look at um, another example in the, in the, uh, in the Book of Mormon, Mormon um, with the, um, the Alma and the, the, the four sons of Mosiah. Let me see, I have that here somewhere. Okay, so the, now these sons of Mosiah were with Alma at the time the angel first appeared unto him. Wherefore, Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren. So they had been working among the... the um, the Lamanites for like 14 years, and they, they came together at a particular event. And, and it, it just kind of relates what they were doing, because they had great success in bringing many souls to Christ. Um, and what added more to it, uh, so Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren, and what added more to his joy, they were still his brethren in the Lord, yea, they had waxed strong in the knowledge of the truth. That term, waxed strong in the knowledge of the truth. They had been exposing themselves to the scripture to, be, to become very familiar where that knowledge was a part of who they were. For they were men of a sound understanding and they had searched the scriptures diligently. You know, diligently means it was a habit. You know, if you do something diligently, it's a habit. It's something you do on an ongoing basis over and over again that they might know the word of God. But this is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting Again, another habit that they had, prayer and fasting. Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of revelation, and when they taught, they taught with the power and authority of God. That is a place I want to be, right? So if I want to be in a place with the power and authority of God, what do I do? I wax strong in his knowledge. I search the scriptures. I fast and pray. And... Um, you know, and, and it said they had been teaching the word of God for the space of 14 years. So then they got into this habit that they were teaching the word of God. They were sharing the gospel on a daily basis. 14 years. That's a habit. These men were not just uh, somebody that said, my goal is to go to heaven someday. These men lived 
as saints of God. There was no question. They were walking with the Lord. We can all be there. That's, that's my point to, to this sermon, is that that's where the Lord wants us to be. He wants us to have these habits as a part of who we are. Um, so, um, the, um, there's a lot of promises in the scripture. You know, um, Hebrews 11 chapter goes through and he talks about a lot of different characters in scripture that, that did remarkable things. And in the sixth verse it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. On a, on a habit, you know, that, that diligently, that's a habit word. That we seek him every day. That we take the time out. That we have that time set aside for prayer, for scripture study. Um, you know, now I want to also, I'm not just, you know, this is for Tim. This lesson that I'm giving is for Tim that there are habits that are not good in my life. If I instead fill my life with the good habits, I do not have time for those things. If I create an environment that um, distracts me from doing God's word, you know, um, I'll, I'll confess that I could easily be addicted to TV. I don't know, some, some people are like that. For me, if there's something on, I can just totally veg watching TV and waste hours. And honestly, we don't have cable. I can't handle cable. That's, that's for me. And there is garbage on TV. I've looked, trust me. I can't find anything, you know, because I don't have cable. If I had cable, and if I had Netflix, and I had all that stuff, I could just be at the total TV veg. You know, that's my weakness. Everybody's got something, you know. Um, examine your life. That's what I would encourage you to do. Examine your life and see what good habits can I do and what bad habits can I create an environment that I can get rid of that stuff? That I might be closer to the Lord, that I might grow into the being that he wants me to be. That when somebody says, you know, show me your, your um, faith and I'll show you my, my works or my habits. That they don't have to ask you that question. That they just say, I look at this person and they are a person of faith. And they are a person that knows the word of God. And they are a person that has the love of God because they have that 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 spirit of, within them because they just foster it in, in their lifestyle and everything they do. They have those habits. So I would just encourage you, and I don't feel to go on, let us all improve and draw closer to the Lord is, uh, is my prayer.